0: Good morning. I'm glad you could be with me today in our Unfolding the Word ministry. We're in the midst of an extended verse-by-verse study of 1 John. We're now pushing forward into the final chapter of that epistle. We're in chapter 5, and I want to pick up our reading there today, beginning in verse 1 and reading through verse 3. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and whoever loves the Father loves whoever he has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Chapter 5, as we saw yesterday, began by reminding us of this link between right belief and new birth in Christ. One is saved only upon right belief understanding the truth of who Jesus is, that he is the very son of God, the incarnate one, the word made flesh to dwell among us, that he lived, that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead, his death on the cross being an acceptable propitiation, as chapter one talked about in chapter two, for our sins. It's only as we see Jesus Christ properly, biblically, and then trust what God has revealed about him, that we find new life in him. That's what faith in Christ is all about. There is no new birth without right belief. We have to know him right. After we have new birth, then one of the things that God does is he pours his love, his agape, into our lives. And agape, of course, as we've seen, is that selflessness defined in 1 Corinthians 13, that self-giving love. The love ultimately demonstrated by the, Son, by the Heavenly Father giving us His Son, and by the Lord Jesus Christ willingly going to the cross on our behalf. He tells us that this love that He's now put into us, He wants expressed toward brothers and sisters in Christ that the nature of the relationships that exist in the church, fellowship the church family, should be dramatically different than the relationships that exist in the world. God calls for us to be obedient in such a regard. In verse 2, though, as that's where we'll pick up our study, he says, and by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. So here's the question. How do I know that I am showing agape love for the brothers and sisters? Clearly, such agape love is important to God. The fourth chapter ended with that strong emphasis on carrying it out. It's very important. So how do I know if I'm doing it? How can I be certain and confident that I am demonstrating agape love? Therein is the question undergirding these verses. And God says, listen, I want you to know. God's very interested that we understand and know and have assurance that we're showing agape love. The word know translated in verse 2 here in the English translates the Greek word nosko, which we've encountered before in this uh, study of 1 John. Nosco refers to either experiential knowledge or relational knowledge. That's in contrast to the Greek word adon, which refers to a factual knowledge. Uh, Not that they're in conflict with one another, but it's the nature of the knowledge itself. And so what God is saying, I want you to know in your experience that you're showing agape love. He wants us to have experiential proofs that we're showing agape love. And so he goes and gives us three fundamental proofs to us that agape love is truly the nature of how we're dealing with people. And he begins by saying, agape is first and foremost proven by showing agape toward God. Let me rephrase that. Your agape toward other people is first and foremost proven by agape that you show toward God. Now, what does it mean to show agape toward God? Well, let's think for a moment about the nature of that word. As we've talked about agapeo, it's the love defined in 1 Corinthians 13. It's the love demonstrated by the Father sending his Son into this world to save us. It's the love demonstrated by Jesus sacrificing his life on our behalf willingly, that we might have a propitiation for sin. It is a love that at the heart puts the need of another above one's own desires. It is a selflessness in action. So in relationship with God, what would it mean that I'm showing agape toward God? Well, here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that I'm feeling a particular type of affection. Although there's nothing wrong with affection for God, but you can have affection without agape. Agape has an affection dimension to it but it has a selflessness, a self-giving, a putting the need of another above your own dimension as well. And if that part isn't there, your emotions are not agape. What would it mean to have agape toward God? It means that in dealing with God, I've determined that his will, not mine, will rule my life. I've determined that he will be the Lord of my life, not me. I've determined that I'm going to live for him, not myself. Do You see how agape, that selflessness, that self-giving, the living for the needs of another, is demonstrated in your relationship with God. God says, listen, you begin to know that you're showing agape for the brothers and sisters in Christ within the church family when first and foremost... You've determined to show agape toward me. And showing agape toward me as your Heavenly Father is demonstrated by your determination to let me be the master of your life. The determination of saying, I'm going to give up the leadership of my own life and live from here on in as your servant fulfilling your purposes, pleasing you. That is true selflessness. It is, in a sense, what the scripture means when it challenges us to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So he says, here's where we begin. This is how you can know in experience that you are loving brothers and sisters in Christ properly. First of all, because you're loving me properly. You're putting me first in your life. Brothers and sisters, if you're unwilling to put him first, What you're doing with brothers and sisters in Christ will always be undercut. He then moves on that and he builds on that and he says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. Agape is proven, first of all, by that determination to put him first. Secondly, it's proven by surrendered obedience to his commandments in his word. Agape means I'm living out the challenge in Romans twelve two to present my body as a living sacrifice, 12, one and 2. Are you a living sacrifice? <laughs> a living sacrifice, letting him be the master of our life, wholehearted surrender to his will and his purposes as revealed in the scriptures. As I say that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 37, Teacher, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus answers, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the great first commandment. (laughs) Okay, the love of God is to keep his commandments. Don't you think you should start with the greatest commandment? (laughs) And that's to determine to be obedient to him. To love God is to obey God. Those are synonyms they they go together. If one says, well, I love God, but they're not obeying God, they're not surrendered to him, and they're not obeying his clear commandments in the scriptures, their words are empty words. God says love is demonstrated by surrender, and it's demonstrated by obedience. If the practice of my life doesn't demonstrate surrender and obedience then my words of love for God are empty words. They're just saying it. It doesn't matter how zealously I might sing on a Sunday morning or at some worship service. It doesn't matter how how moved I become in those settings. That's not the love God's looking for. He is looking for the nuts and bolts love of of being surrendered to his will and obedient to his commands. And enabled by His Holy Spirit who now indwells us to carry out those very commitments in our life. By the way, that's why the Great Commission that we encounter at the end of the book of Matthew is spelled out in this way, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. Going out into the whole world, sharing the gospel certainly, but teaching them to obey all I've commanded you. We're not understanding God's purposes in this world for his people if we're not understanding it involves observing all he's commanded us to do. <laughs> so agape is shown by a surrender to the purpose and plan of God in our life he's now master. Then agape is shown by surrendering to his expressed commands and will as we find them in the scripture. God is interested in more than converts, he wants disciples. While there's more to say about this, join me tomorrow as we look at yet the third dimension of knowing that we're loving God.